Hubba 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 money 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 who do you trust? Me? I'm giving away free podcasts. And where is the Batman? He's at home washing his tights and probably listening to episode number 57 of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Podcast initialized. Mission identified. Batman. 1989. Co-hosts online. Auditory analysis online. All systems nominal. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago, so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 57. There you can leave us a comment on the episode. You can also find links to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can also support us on Patreon. Speaking of which, for this episode, we were able to avoid filling up our reflux capacitor with Axis Chemicals uh, because of the support of our Batastic patrons, Brian Keating, Jake Arsenu, and Andrew Legreve. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. You saved the day. <laughs> you did. Am I supposed to laugh for Ben Batastic? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and do-gooder who dislikes dancing with the devil. Oh. Anyway, and I predicted Batman 1989 version would be nostalgic. Ooh. I'm joined, as you could, uh, like you wouldn't well, I don't guessed. have to be if you were going to put it like that. <laughs> no, I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers. Hey, Paul. Hello, Franciscate. I don't know why I called you Franciscate. Like a mis- <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> I like the name. Wow. His name at work's going to change now. All the years I've known you, I've never even thought nope, of that. you never have. <laughs> Let's put that genie that genie back in the bottle, please. Okay, Francisco. All right, thank you. Um, Paul, uh, first off, before we forget, what did you predict? I Batman predicted the Batman would be a classic. Oh, cool. And my trivial question for you is, at the beginning of the film, Knox, the reporter guy. Alexander. Is that his real, his actual name? No, his oh, name Alexander is Robert Knox. Wool, but that's yes, right, that's Alexander right. Knox. Uh, he enters the press room and is handed a cartoon sketch of a bat Bob in a Kane. pinstripe suit. Yes, and which I was so disappointed that the real Bob Kane didn't play that. It would have been such a great cameo. He was there on the set. Anyway, go ahead. What was your question? And the reason that's significant is because Bob Kane, if you don't know, is the creator of the Batman comic book. Yeah, that's to be... Um, Anyway, yes. it shows that oh. in the credits even. Oh, really? oh okay. yeah, yeah, but it's kind of like he he organized it. He didn't actually create it. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, it's one of those. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's a setup job. Anyway, uh, Paul, yes? what is your favorite piece of signed memorabilia that I own or ever? That you own. I was about to say, because Jesus riding on the sand, that would have been some <laughs> awesome sand. <laughs> I took a, a mold of that. Come on. Yeah. I, yeah, anything else I have compare, pales compared to that. <laughs> pales as in moonlight? Just give us your sign thing. I don't know. Do you, I mean, you have sign memorabilia, I have right? several. I just okay. don't know okay. what, what you know, is, is my favorite. Yeah. Well, how about this? We'll come back to you while you think of that. While I introduce our returning guest host, Bill Lehman. Hey, Bill. 
Hey, oh, friends. I'm sorry. Good. How's it going? Bill, the rebooter layman. The rebooter. And this is your. Ooh. This is now your your uh, nickname because you have been on the Cry Kid, which was rebooted, and you have been on um, Peter Pan. Peter Pan, which has been rebooted in movie form several times. And now you're on Batman, the which rebooter. has also been rebooted. So yes, you. I deem you rebooter. Yeah, I can come back for every single rebooting <laughs> episode in the future awesome. too. Awesome, Bill. Uh, why don't you tell us what you predicted Batman would be? Um, I think I predicted uh, nostalgic. Nostalgic. Okay. And here's my trivial question for you: the painting that Joker spares during his arch vandalism spree is Francis Bacon's 1954 figure with meat. And it's Ew. a real pa- real painting, uh, which is at the Art Institute of Chicago. Bill, if you would have spared any painting, which would it be? It could be a painting that was actually in the movie or just a favorite painting of yours. Hmm. While you're thinking on that, um, back to Paul. I would have saved the um, the the sign. Not uh, you. What's your sign memorabilia? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's what I would have saved. The, the signed memorabilia of Jesus in the ground. <laughs> um, that's what I would have saved. Well, my or at mom's least the a, painting of it. Um, fine, I, fine. I can try addressing that now. <laughs> okay. Um, my, not speaking for the movie so much, but my mom's a painter. Oh, really? And we have cool. some of her paintings. And um, I definitely would not want to give up one of those. That, yeah, totally. And those are signed memorabilia. She's she's a good artist. She's had to paint a lot less the last few years, but mm. um, we definitely have some of her paintings prominent in our house. That's awesome. So, well, fantastic. I would have saved one of her paintings too. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Thanks, Paul. I think she'd appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Batman, will you save me? Speaking of Batman, Paul, will you please enter our course for Alice? Put in all the nav points for this episode. Sorry, Batman can't save me. I weigh more than one hundred and ten pounds. Wow. 108 but pounds, Paul. 108, whatever. Uh, let's have a discussion about Batman, and then uh, let's uh, see what we've been up to lately. Sound good? Sure. We'll go with that. All right. Alice, whenever you uh, find Batman in the space-time continuum, please set a course and engage the reflux capacitor. Alert. Alert. Target located. Spoilers incoming. Engaging retro rewind reactor. Story. The love story. A woman in danger. A hero in black. The adventure you've been waiting for. But what did we remember about Batman? Let's uh, go to our memory mind melt synopsis. Kim Basinger plays the female lead as the reporter with glasses and assigned to follow a story, which I think was regarding the Joker's crime spree, but it may have been regarding Batman. Jack Napier, or Nicholas, is a golf pro 
and is set up by his mob boss, Carl Grissom, to be killed or jailed during a raid at Axis Chemicals in which Batman shows up. Jack drops and falls into a vat of green chemical acid after Batman loses his grip of him. The acid turns Jack into the Joker, who takes over his crime boss of Gotham City. The Joker shakes a difficult cohort's hand, and the man is incinerated, becoming a skeleton. Bruce Wayne and Vicky Vale sleep together, and when Vale wakes up, she sees Bruce doing bat-like exercises. The Joker and his henchmen had a Joker blimp drop gas on the city that made the citizens have Joker-like smiles and die? But Lando Calrissian and Gotham PD can't stop the Joker, so Batman has to fly in and get rid of Joker's gassy baby balloons. Finally, there's a climactic clock tower fight between Batman and Joker. I that was that was pretty on the ball, right, Paul? Uh, pretty much, except for the golf dude. Well, yeah, and there was just some discrepancies in there, so I thought it was inception worthy. Yeah, and I had put clock tower, but it was a bell tower. <laughs> tisk tisk. You need to be better right about ballpark. how this all the technicals of this movie. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. technicals. Paul, how is this movie technically made? All right. Batman came out, or sorry, Batman's rated PG, ran 105 minutes, came out October 26th of 1966. Starred Adam West, Burt Ward, Lee whoa, whoa, whoa. Weather. Paul, well, Paul, what? I got my shark spray bat spray repellent. It, so it, well, it's, put yes. away this movie and get the right Batman on. The right Batman on? Yes. Oh, that's in 1989. The Christopher Knoll? Oh, that Batman. That Batman, yes. <laughs> well, why didn't you say so? <laughs> uh, Batman, rated PG-13. Ooh, a little darker. Oh. Ran 126 minutes, a little longer. It came out <laughs> June 23rd, 1989, a little later. later. <laughs> it's directed by uh, Tim Burton and went on to star Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Kim Basinger, Robert Wool, Pat Hingle, and yes, Lando Calrissian, <laughs> Billy D. Williams. And I forgot a, uh, he was in that. Yeah. And a few others you may recognize, like Jack Palance and stuff. Yep. Uh, this movie was made for around $40 million and went on to gross about $400 million. Whoa. That's a good so, take on. And it is indeed. Worthy of a mushroom. And that's all you get. That's all you get, Batman. Sorry. Besides the sequels. You're made of money. You buy your own extras. Yeah. Did they ever get invincibility stars or anything? No. No, The Joe Schumacher came in and it ran out. Wow. How I do not love those Joel Schumacher movies. At least... I, we're not talking we're, about those. We're not those. talking about those. But let's let's talk about the things we loved about Batman, 1989 version, Tim Burton. And let's Michael begin, King. and Michael Caine, let's begin with Bill. Give us one thing you really liked about this version of the Caped Crusader. Well, I really loved Adam West. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know what? What, Paul? At, there was Adam West and Julie Newmar who played Batman and Catwoman. Yeah. They're trying to get them to play um, the, uh, uh, Bruce's parents as they got killed, kind of like passing the Batmantle. Oh, that, oh, for Batman Superman? 
No, no, for this movie, you know how oh, they did. They tried. Oh, they, 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 the actors, and there were people pushing. Hey, get them to star as the parents. You know that would be cool. Yeah. That would be a great nod and it homage. Would be, yeah, and stupid Tim Burton said no. Oh, so, really? It was Tim Burton's issue. Well, oh my gosh. So I would have very much enjoyed Adam West in in this movie as that role. I thought that would have been great. But anyway, well, you know we're what? Since since you bring that up, and Bill, I'm oh. sorry, we're totally derailing you, but that, that's okay. Let's go I, ahead I with a re- 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 retro re re rewind. I it was a rewrite. Rewrite. Okay. Where Francisco tells you how the movie should have gone. What's awesome the fan fiction? fiction? Francisco's fan fiction. Francisco's fabulous. Fabulous fan oh, fiction. Fan, it's fan fabulous. Is, that's why. Okay. All right. At the beginning of this movie, Uh-oh. really, they should have forgone the whole, like, doing the credits over the, the bat signal thing and just start in with that family who's being mugged and, like, Batman. It had been very much like a James Bond opening. It would have been great to do that. And they didn't. So that's a dislike of mine. But we're totally not in that section, and it's totally not my turn. So let's go back to Bill. What happened there? (laughs) That's a good segue into something that I actually really liked about the movie. Oh, perfect. And I think we've disagreed on credits before. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yes. But I actually really liked um, how this was like the... I know there was the Adam West one, but how this was like the first big Hollywood Batman movie. Mm, mm -hmm. And... You have those names. You have Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson and Kim Bassinger, all in really big letters. Um, Billy D. Williams, and I had forgotten he was in this. Lando and and Jack Palance, and that's when Keaton and Nicholson and Bassinger were in their primes. Yeah. So though that carried more weight for me, mm. like having those names on in the beginning, like it's it's setting up and. Then instead of Batman, you have like that Denny Elfman uh, score, and you get pretty pulled in. It, mm-hmm. It's it's tough now to me because you have this compare. Like at that time, that was the only thing I had to compare to sure, was the yeah. TV show or the comic books, or the comic books, or the Hall of Justice, or mm. that movie that. Um, Paul mentioned earlier, which I had seen before the '89 one. Yeah. Um, but but for that time, so I did not have a point of comparison when I first saw this movie, and I, I still really like just how you know how that score was. You know, it was kind of special for Batman. Like I don't think that existed before, mm-hmm. right? And it, and I thought it really fit. And even with Prince, you know, I had forgotten those were Prince songs in there. Yeah. And and I I thought those fit, but I do have some comments on that later. But that was something that <laughs> I did like. For me, I did like that in that they took a little time before the um, the mugging of the family. Mm-hmm. With that, Paul kind of drew you in and set set up the tone and everything. Exactly. Like this yeah. is a big picture. And did you yeah. find it drew you in as well, Paul? It, it didn't for me, but. The music or the opening uh, credit title sequences? Because I well, think I loved one and I didn't like the other. <laughs> let's go with the one you love since we're in that section. I thought the music was fantastic. I thought uh, Danny Elfman, I was a little bit hesitant uh, watching this and knowing that Danny Elfman was doing the music because, okay, what did he do before? Okay, he was Oingo Boingo. Okay, there's mm-hmm. a lot of dead people dancing in the Batman <laughs> film. I don't At a party. foresee that. 
And then he did Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which is fun and quirky. Did good, but this isn't a Pee-wee movie, I hope. And I mm. uh, did Beetlejuice before then, but when he got the the orchestra of like the the classical sound and everything, I just think he hit it out of the park. And the music throughout this film is is top notch. Yeah, I mean, I I almost completely agree with you guys. I want to say the theme is excellent. It personifies it Batman. So yes, it had a theme. It personifies Batman excellently. Yes. I will say the majority, and overall the score is good, but I would say that there's, for the rest of the score, there's just peaks and valleys where it gets very, can get kind of samey and not really distinct all the way through. I mean, maybe you don't necessarily want that, but it, I did notice times where I'm like, this music just sounds very plain. Yeah. Um, but it was a plain scene. <laughs> okay. Um, that's and, how you know when the scene is good or not. Oh, is you that have to have you know mountains and valleys so that you're not bored. Well, Paul, why don't you give us one of your mountains for the um the music? I thought was fantastic. You went into the music. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I <laughs> like how did you how... feel about the music? <laughs> oh my gosh. Stop trolling some, the podcast. It's had guys. some valleys. It you know I was, but I really liked the mountains in the music. Anyway. I thought they did a great job of portraying Batman in the shadows. I thought they did a really good job oh, with the yeah. lighting mm-hmm. of, you know, with him in the background and, uh, and lighting up the eyes the way they mm-hmm. did. I thought mm-hmm. it was re- really well done. And I didn't, I've forgotten he, Michael Keane had such green eyes. I was like, oh, oh I didn't notice. Those are green. Oh, well, you'd think with all the, wow, they're lying in his eyes, you'd notice that, Paul. Yeah, I was more looking at the sh- the contour shadows of the bat figure rather than fine. Of, I was trying to not to stare into the depth soul of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, something I liked about the movie was I thought I was surprised for for I don't know why, but even for a late '80s movie, I wasn't expecting the sets. The that the sets where you could see the actors moving around and stuff like the street city streets and and the mansion and things like that they look so real and lived in and I just wasn't expecting that mm. but I think they contrast heavily with the wide shot matte paintings which don't look as good so I wonder if they looked so much better because those other parts didn't age as well but mm, I do want to say I was like wow this I don't remember this movie feeling so lived in i i think i was tainted by like batman forever and batman and robin where everything's like neon and very mm-hmm. cartoony mm-hmm. yeah so, um let's see let's go back to bill unless either any of you guys had a comment about the sets i did have some comments about the set um there were times where i felt a little confused on the sets mm. like there were times where it felt like a 40s set and then there were times where it felt like a late 80s set Mm-hmm. And I realize it's Gotham. I realize it's supposed to be dark. Mm. But there were time like, I even wrote a note, like, that first um, scene where you first see Robert Wool and you first, you know, see the guys carried off by after Batman defeated them. And you see the coloration of the, you know, wor- the prostitute, like, in red. Mm-hmm. It, it felt very 40s. It almost felt like a play hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like I'm watching Broadway. But mm-hmm. then 
uh, after that, like you have later scenes with Nicholson when he does those TV things mm-hmm. and and knocks. Then it felt very, and maybe not modern now, but modern then. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah, so it felt like I was going back and forth hmm. with kind of these older Chicago. I mean, it's New York, but like New York tough guy kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Versus you got Prince, you got the beatbox <laughs> guy holding the beatbox. Yeah. So it felt like I was kind of going back and forth through a couple decades. Um, but the set. There were some scenes that looked really rich, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that was my only contention was that it just felt well. Which you know decade are we in? It's a bit jarring that way. Yeah, and um, it was done on purpose. I know. Oh, really? Yeah, Tim Burton did that on purpose to try to give it a timeless feel because he had the classic feel of the '40s where every all the men are wearing hats and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you do have the modern in there as well, and he was trying. He was hoping that both together would make it feel timeless. Well, we can talk about maybe in our hate section if that <laughs> worked out. At least that's where I put my comments. Um, Bill, why don't you tell us something, something else you liked about the movie, though? Well, Nicholson, Nicholson, Nicholson. I, I he stole the movie, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Um, I, I thought, thought was Keaton great. did a good job. In fact, I think he did a better job, but that's okay. But Nicholson, I agree. Nicholson did a good job. Tell us more how good Nicholson did, please. Uh, gladly. And part of it was just Nicholson got all the great lines. I mean, there was this one dialogue, even with that woman at the beginning, where the woman at his side is, and she goes, you look fine. And, and this was before he was Joker, and Jack, as Jack Napier said, I didn't ask. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And then, and then he says, "Batman, nice outfit," you know, and just that whole "Wait till they get a load of me." I remember loving that line, yeah. and he just, you know, after the the skeleton got, you know, after he the buzzer uh-huh. eater thing. I still don't know exactly what that was that he just, you know, fried that guy with. But um, you know, Antoine got a little hot under the collar, yeah. you know. And I'm not great at doing. Nicholson, so this could probably be done better if I had a better impression of him. But, um, but I really liked his lines. Yeah, like, and it 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 felt you know Arnold has his timing, but Jack Nicholson, I just felt like it carried weight. Like I can imagine being in the theater, just everybody going, yeah, you know. Yeah, and well, it's certainly in terms of uh, Batman villains, I don't think there's a comparison between Jack Nicholson's Joker and Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, Mister Freeze. Definitely oh Joker, gosh. but um, that's a whole other. I, I would agree. I love. <laughs> I, I felt like I felt like um, Joker's lines were the most quotable. Even like thinking about the movie as as like m- thinking of my mind melt stuff. I was like constantly coming up with like Joker lines or where does he get such wonderful toys? And uh, yeah, that was another one. Yeah, and the uh, hubba 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 money money money. Who do you trust? That that stuck with me for some reason. Yeah. Well, you know um, what line I like? What? I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, talk, tell us about Michael Keaton. What did you really like about Michael I, Keaton? Well, I'm one of those people that has been a Michael Keaton fan um, f- for a long time now. And so I I just love his... He, he almost can do any role. And it's... I think he does a great job in this. Did you like Multiplicity? I digress a little bit. Yes. I think that's where I really said, okay, 
this guy can do anything. <laughs> okay. I, I think I remember liking it, but I don't think I ever really finished it for some reason. It, it was cute. Odd. It's not something to write home about, except, mm-hmm. hey, if you're interested in acting, take a look at Michael Keaton's performances mm. in all four. And, <laughs> you know, let's see Jack Nicholson do all four of those more, you know, f- mm. f- those personalities in one, which would be interesting yeah. for any actor to do. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I also thought Vicky Vale, not Vicky Vale, Kim Bassinger did a good job. Is, as it, is it Bassinger? I thought always saw Bassinger. Yeah. Well, it depends on who you ask. Oh, okay. Um, Let's yeah, call her. Ask her. Yeah. yeah. But I thought she did a good job of really uh, kind of grounding the movie. It's I and made it believable that she could be serious about being interested in a millionaire playboy slash mask vigilante. I, so no, you disagree. I'm um, looking at your face, Francisco. <laughs> I talk the about podcasters can't hear your expression of disagreement or disappointment. But you I like her in this role. Okay, that's yeah. totally fair. Um, so you, so Bill really liked the Joker. Paul really, or Bill really liked Jack Nicholson. I did too, and and I did too. We all liked him. Hey. I think we all did. You like Michael Caine, Bill? Um, I, I want to qualify this a little bit. Um, I feel like I really like the prequel. I, I don't know why I'm forgetting the guy's name. Christian Bale. Yeah. He's been my favorite Batman, but for those first three or four Batmans, I thought Michael Keaton was the best of those. First two. Just to be specific. He wasn't in Batman forever. It is Val Kilmer then. Well, I'm sorry, of the people who played Batman in the oh, first group. Oh, that's what you mean. Got uh, it. So he was in the second one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I thought it was better than Val Kilmer. Cool. The uh, only thing that got me about him, it was a very peripheral thing, was his hair. I didn't... <laughs> I didn't I did, notice he had very 80s curly hair. And, and that made me... I tell you, I don't know what it is, but I just wrote him off a little bit when I saw that hair. It was the same hair that Robert Wool had. It just made him seem a little wimpy. Huh. But that's why he had to dress up as Batman, because no one would take him seriously. <laughs> <tied his hair. laughs> you know, that's a good point. So I want to say, I thought this Batmobile is, I think, my favorite Batmobile, the one in this movie. I think it's just so cool. And with its all its guns and its armor and its bombs, it's like highly utilitarian and super fast, and it just looks awesome. I just love this Batmobile from this movie. I mean, the the tumbler is is cool, but I think but this, it's not a car more b- mobile. The thing that I don't yeah, like about the tumbler style. is part car, part tank. Yeah. It's not a car. Yeah. So, it doesn't in my ha- in my mind it doesn't count as a Batmobile as like a car. It's just mm-hmm. another one of his um vehicles like mm-hmm. the batwing or anything else yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I agree this is also my favorite batmobile mm-hmm. i just don't like the little missile thing in front i don't well, know why that's that's like the intake for the i assume it uses a jet engine and that's you see yeah, those on jet engines it, yeah but um of the batmobiles in the movies i like this one the best as well mm-hmm. what are your thoughts about it bill well, especially for that time, like I just thought, wow, that looks slick. Yeah. yeah. And and I didn't realize when um, he used the Batmobile to blow up that one factory that he wasn't in it. Yeah, oh yeah, it was yeah, all radio either. control. Yeah, that was, that I liked that the best of that. I was like, wow, 
oh, that's a nice little remote controlled toy there, you know, just go in and out and drop off the bomb and they had, you know, put all those bullets into it. And, <laughs> and it's like later. And I liked I liked that they didn't rush that part where the bomb fell out where just the ball fell and mm-hmm. the, it, they took a few seconds. That was real nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Batmobile definitely they should have put a credit in in the movie for the Batmobile because <laughs> it was definitely a star. It stole the scene. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, let's see. Let's go. I only have a couple more things that I liked about this movie before my classic maker, uh, Paul. Uh, let's go back to you. What is something else you liked? I thought Jock Plants did a good job too, because as good as an actor as Jack Nicholson is, you it's believable that he would have to answer to Jack Plants because that's how good he is. Yeah. <laughs> but Paul, so, yeah. Paul, one thing. Uh oh. What I do now? Just one. Oh, city slickers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a good or a bad reference on this podcast? I think that's a fine reference. Okay. It's Unless fun. you haven't seen City Slickers. Yeah, I thought it was good on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I totally, I forgot he was in this, but I totally see what you're saying. He, he is believable as like the head boss guy. Yeah. 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 I remember there was that one award show where he was doing like one-handed push-ups and yes. stuff. Like, oh, really? Jack, Jack yes. Collins was the man for oh, about wow. four or five years. Yes. I had no idea. Baghdad Cafe, like he was in some, you know, he's just a really good, tough character. That's cool. I had no idea. Um, you didn't see that? It's probably on YouTube Yeah, with him doing. In fact, it is. <laughs> <laughs> of course, everything mostly not really is. Um, uh, Bill, I... Uh, it was have, actually he. It's when he won. Sorry, it's when he won Best Supporting Actor for the, he got his Oscar for City Slickers. Oh, cool! He in his acceptance speech, he's like, "I still got it," and nice. doing the one arm push up. Anyway, go ahead, uh, Bill. What's something else you liked about the movie? I, I liked uh, Prince's music. I thought it fit pretty good for the scenes <laughs> that I was in. I like. I, like I thought how, you were saying I like princess music. Oh. <laughs> no, but you like princess music. Yes. Okay. You yeah, like Frozen is my number one song. Oh time. no! Just let it go. Oh, oh, I will let it go. I'm gonna leave this podcast. Oh no! Oh come on, Francisco! Don't you want to build a snowman? No, I do not want to. Build all a right. Snowman. So you liked fly, all the songs? Let it fly. <laughs> Did you like all the princess songs in, in this music or I, this movie? I don't know if there were others like in the credits, but I liked the one with the balloons, mm-hmm. and then Party the one man. where, and then the one where he goes in the restaurant. I, I felt think like those were the only worked. two. But actually, there is one in the credits at oh. the end of the credits, and it's slow and boring and oh oh <laughs> oh yeah no you're right that one is kind of like lame and I didn't see and I didn't hear the whole ending credits so oh, okay um so. But the ones in in the movie, I I enjoyed the ones in the movie. movie. Yeah, it just like Jack's getting down, and like they just had a lot of fun with it. And it, in a weird way, it reminded me a little of Spike Lee's "Do the Right Thing." And I think it Mm -hmm. because "Do the Right Thing" came in 1988. I don't know if you either saw it. it. But there was a huge boombox on that. This is totally unrelated in terms of as a movie, but that boombox reminded me of the boombox from <laughs> nice. it. 
And just, you know, I don't know. The big boom boxes, I guess, mm-hmm. were big in the late 80s. Oh, but, totally, yeah. And, yeah, it was just good choreography, but it was just fun. Like, it, the Batman movies and the prequels are so serious. And this, even though there were some intense scenes, it was more fun than, mm-hmm. like, you know. Yeah, it was more lighthearted compared to the, the constant seriousness of some others. Yeah. Mm. Like even even because you have the Joker in the prequel, and then the Joker with with Jack Nicholson, and as much as as awesome as the recent Joker, that's actually one of my favorite movies. It was fun to you know see like the, him just playing around. I mean, in a way, that's almost more like how Joker was from the cartoons. He just was like you Having know fun with it. Yeah, doing pranks. You know, yeah. here's my hand. You know, and then. Let me give you a hand, and then it's not a real hand and all that well, stuff. Well, so. Bill, you have no idea. That's a perfect lead-in into my last like, and I'm going to cap that off because that then leads into my classic maker for Batman. So I thought Jack Nicholson has an amazing evil Joker laugh. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I think Mark Hamill tops it. Oh, of course. But I still think Jack... I was surprised at Jack Nicholson's... Uh, sort of uh, both very like psycho evil laugh. I thought it was a perfect melding of laughter, like joy, but joy at evil, essentially. Yeah, exactly. And you guys sort of, you already touched on it, but I thought Jack Nicholson being just, what I love most about this movie was how much he buys into being the Joker. I feel like this would have fallen completely flat if he just like sort of half did the being the Joker. I, I don't, I, I liked, I certainly liked his take. I, like Bill said, I loved Heath Ledger's take as the Joker. They're certainly different though, but I, I, I love, so I love each of them for different reasons. They're just different. Um, but I thought Jack Nicholson did amazing. Uh, let's go then to Bill. What is your classic maker for Batman? Um, I'd say it's still um, circling back around to um, Nicholson as a Joker. Okay. To me, that's what made the movie. So we agree. And and he actually appears even in, I might be wrong on this, but I think he appears in more scenes than Batman. Oh, like, I, I, I would, I, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, and that that was, I, I, I tried keeping track after a while, like, oh, yeah? wait, like, when was the last time Batman was in a scene? Yeah. And he it, it changes in the second half, but in the first half he dominates yeah. like exposure in the movie. Absolutely. But it yeah. but it but it wasn't something that bothered me. I mean there was one scene that I can talk about later that I didn't think it was that great in, but I, I didn't feel like it was his fault. I just felt like the scene wasn't written well. Ah, gotcha. But but most scenes he was in he chewed it up. And cool. uh, and so it made it for very easy watching. Awesome. Paul, let's go to you. What was your most loved thing about Batman? Well, I had a couple of things that oh. I also liked before. Well, we then hit those up. Like. Okay, go for it. Um, I enjoyed the the guy they picked, uh, which to play Alfred. Yeah, uh, Michael Go. I thought he was uh, of all the. I thought Michael Caine did a good job, but I think. Um, his personality represented more the Alfred of the comics that I liked. So Definitely. I thought he did a good job. I mean, that guy is a butler. Yeah, he is. And and he's 
relatable. Like you want to get close to it, like you trust him or something. Right. You can Never... see how Bassinger kind of trusted him, you know. He was sort yeah, of like the like in between. Could... Yeah, exactly. You could talk to him. Something that I else that I really liked was the Batwing. That thing is awesome. Oh yeah, totally. And it was like it it was so much did so much more than any other Batwing in any of the other movies. Well, it took I know. Those poison balloons away. Well, yeah. And it flew up and created a bat signal out of the moon. I mean, come on, how much cooler can it get? <laughs> I thought he was showing off then when he went up to the moon. Like, that, that was like style yeah, a little bit, right but <laughs> okay, was that like... was popcorn fun, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I felt like I was watching like a skating competition. Mm-hmm. Like it was like did it, and he was going to do a triple axel after that. That was that was yeah. pretty awesome. But I love that had missiles and, and yeah, yeah mini guns cool. and stuff. Yeah. Um, what else did you like, Bill? Um, one other thing that I liked was that scene where um, uh, Batman dropped the well, as Bruce, I'm sorry, Bruce Wayne dropped the roses off yes. um, on the street because mm. I was puzzled why you know it didn't start with that. I thought it would start you know with the death of his parent, like when it showed that family. I thought those were the Waynes for a second. Yeah. Yes. And and so then it was like, oh no, this is just the setup for to show Batman and then it, it took a while before it, it showed that flashback scene and then it then I was like oh yeah that was when you know Jack Napier is really mm-hmm. the one who killed his parents and that you know gave more motivation and stuff but um I, I thought that scene was done really well and then with Vicky Vale watching kind of from afar that was that was a nice scene. Yeah totally yeah. And I did like uh, Joker's right hand man too. The oh yeah, guy. yeah I yeah. thought that guy. Bob. Yeah, Bob. Yeah, that Bob guy. Bob the goon. Bob the goon was great. Like he fit right in. I mean, he did get shot, but um, I disagree. I thought he was boring. Oh really? Yeah, I actually have it on my next segment. But I'm glad you liked him. Yeah, I guess I just liked his look. Yeah, there was, there was some. That... There was some scene where when the Joker got threatened, he put out his gun and I was yeah. like. All right, that guy. He's a tough guy. Yeah. yeah. Turns and, out. Um. Oh, sorry, Paul. Go ahead. I was. About, I was about to say they hired him because of his look, and they wanted someone who was, um, kind of like from an old kind of like horror movie. Someone who's kind of in the shadows, and you're kind of ooh, he's spooky. Like I can't trust this guy. He could pull a gun out or kind of creepy. And it was like that was he was supposed to be like quiet and like in the shadow in the back and. To me, I thought, yeah, but that, that's boring. But anyway, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> what I read on IMDb, and you know, everything on the internet is true, uh, was that uh, the guy who played Bob was actually Jack Nicholson's friend, and Jack Nicholson pulled to have him be. Yes, that's cast. true. But uh, um, Tim Burton chose him because he had that that creepy look about him. Oh, okay, gotcha. Which I like. That was the nail in the coffin. Yeah, and the one thing that actually, even though I liked Tim, the thing, ironically, with this discussion that took the away that away from me a little bit was when he actually had a fight with Batman. Well, like it was him and three other goons that were fighting Batman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He didn't really. He kind of wussed out. He just sort of was like, "Oh, I'm going to run." He away. was the smarter one who knows that he can't take Batman. Which is true. He was smarter, but it sort of took that aura away a little bit for me. Of mm. you know, the tough guy is like, "Oh man, he's just 
he's not going to, you know, at least try to take a shot at him. But you're right. He was a lot smart. He was smarter in that way. But he could have walked away much cooler than run away like a cartoon character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so was that it, Anything? Bill? Anything else? Um, I think I'm good on, on things I liked. Awesome. Paul, cap us off. So my most thing that I like the best about Batman is Batman. No. <laughs> is Actually, I liked watching Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson act oh, yeah. in their scenes. So yes, that's similar to what you guys just said. Yes. And I also really loved the music. It, I had both as as number one. I was oh, like, cool. okay, if we talk about one, then I'll pick the other one for uh, my favorite. Uh. And so since we talked about both, they're still kind of both <laughs> my favorite. Sure. That's awesome. Well, very cool, guys. Uh, before we get to the things, even though we sort of have uh, dipped our toes into the things we didn't like about this movie already, uh, before we really get into it, I want to go to our feedback we got from our call-outs on Facebook and other social media. And if you don't get those call-outs, follow uh, us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Retro Rewind Podcast, or follow us on Twitter at Retro Rewind Cast. And you'll see us post usually like a few days, maybe even a week if we're really on the ball. Uh, hey, what do you remember about this movie? And do you think it still holds up today? That's usually what it is. And we love it when we hear from you and we can add it to the show. So here we go from Facebook. Kitos Ruiz, which is my brother, and he'll be on the show again here soon. Uh, he said, wow, excited for this. Then Sharon Powers, who has also been a previous guest on the show, uh, she says, love, hashtag my favorite Joker. Ooh. <laughs> and then... That's uh, a debate. <laughs> uh, Jen King says, no lie, while scrolling, I saw the optical illusion reversed focus on the yellow parts of really bad teeth of an open mouth. Whoa. So I had posted a picture of uh, the... No, of the cover of Bat the Batman video or whatever. Which has the bat signal. Which on it. well, okay, yeah, but it's not the bat signal up in the sky, which is yellow and black uh, which is All white right. and black. It's this the is bat yellow and black. Symbol. Yes. Sorry. Um so she's commenting that if you look at the negative space as positive space, you see you an see open mouth. an open mouth with bad teeth. Yeah. Anyway, she continues. Uh I think. <laughs> no, she That's does. Funny. I do love the bat. I thought, dot, dot, that dot. Was, I thought that was the open mouth. Oh. Uh. <laughs> uh, Jen continues. I do love the Batman. Just had to share. Then Aaron Wallace uh, says, "Until Christian Bale came along, Michael Keaton was my favorite Batman. Normally, I hate Tim, Tim Burton movies, but I like this one and Batman Returns. Great film." And of course, Jack Nicholson's portrayal of the Joker is fantastic. He's a completely believable psycho. Then our good friend Ryan Arn Jackson said, I remember Batman and the Last Crusade as the <laughs> two big hits for the summer of 89. They should have combined them. Wow. <laughs> to this day, my father and I mimic the Joker and all his quirks. Then uh, Vinny Gianfredi III, he gave us a link to the YouTube clip where Joker uh, is asking Bruce Wayne if he ever dances with the devil in the pale moonlight. So I assume you like that scene, Vinny. And John Noggle <laughs> caps off the conversation by saying, the tickets were cheaper. 
as yeah. compared to Batman movies of today. So thanks, John, for that. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer that things are so expensive nowadays. Uh, but what was a bummer about this movie back in its day when you're re-watching it today? That was a horrible segue. Uh, let's start with Paul. I thought the opening title sequence was boring. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree that it does get you in the mood and it sets the tone, um, but I would have liked a little more action. I'm more used to the, the the seizure-causing <laughs> uh, flashing images right. of today. Oh, so your your thing then in part is like just where the camera is going. Like it didn't really show a whole lot. It was kind of a dark. Right. Um, yeah, it wasn't showing anything that added to the movie really. It wasn't like. It, it only makes me more confused. Okay. This is something that I didn't like about the promotions of the movie. Oh, okay. It has, okay, that iconic bat symbol uh-huh. that is recognizable. Great. The opening movie shot is going through the caverns of that bat symbol. Great. But the Batman doesn't have that bat symbol in oh, this it's movie. Different. It's a little different. Oh, so it's like, why'd you do that? Come huh, on, let's be consistent, people. That. Wow. Okay. You didn't notice it? No. It has I'm extra sorry. little like pokey things. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that's funny to have extra pokey things. So something else I didn't I, like. Some of the minor roles I didn't like whoa, like whoa. Why are you bogarting this podcast, Paul? Let's give because you're sitting there laughing, and I'm like, okay, this is getting boring. Okay, so I'm let's sorry. keep it moving. Bill, what's something you didn't like about the well? Movie? Bill didn't jump in, so I did. I'm interrupted. I, I, I didn't what jump I in that time. I was just watching Princess go laugh. Um, okay. One thing that I didn't like was Kim Basinger screaming. That drove me nuts. Oh, she did oh, scream really? a lot in this movie. She yes. screamed I didn't a lot notice. when she got taken away, and I, I realized it was part of the role i just yeah. didn't like it i just i was like shut up you know and i didn't quit say your that whining <laughs> quit your whining no. <laughs> no, not you her <laughs> wow nice well it's done good digits okay we got the we got batman and joker right here all right um but which one another which? rooster in the red hat in the hen house <laughs> that was a good one i like that one too uh. um but now I, I and I, I can tell that you maybe you both really like Kim Basinger in this movie. Well, I, let me go ahead and stop you. I I man, I let she the was poor guy fine. speak. No, well, this is on topic. She and I know, but he's all right. Go ahead. I'm just interrupting. Is what I do. <laughs> no, go ahead. I thought, tell us. So let me go ahead and say I thought Vicky Vale, or at least the Kim Basinger's. Part. No, not the worst part, but. I didn't buy that she was there to shoot pictures of Batman. And I didn't really buy that she fell in love with Bruce Wayne so quickly. I don't know why. Really? It just didn't it just didn't seem altogether plausible for some reason. I mean, I, I can't put my finger on what it was specifically, but I just felt I don't know. It it just didn't quite work for me. Is is close, but not quite there. And I also thought she was way too. I know she's like a Vogue photographer or what have you, but she was way overly fashionable. I felt in this movie, and and then she, sometimes she wasn't. It was really weird. It was like, whoa, you're like modeling right now, and then oh, you're not at all. It's odd. Okay, that's weird. I didn't get any of that. Okay, that's completely fair. Bill, continue with what you're saying about Vicky Vale and her screams. 
it was, it was when she got apprehended by the Joker, mm-hmm. and some of a lot of it was that restaurant scene, but some of it was at the end, and some of it was when Batman rescued her. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, how she loves purple. <laughs> yeah, and then she loved purple. That's right. <laughs> um, that was that was. Yeah, that I was like, boy, Joker's got to be so full of himself that he doesn't see that you know this is not genuine. Yeah, right. Um, like when she was doing that whole purple thing, that was a pretty funny line, though. <laughs> um, but um, also, I was like, I didn't think Vicky, you know, like the fact that she didn't get right away. Like, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, <laughs> Christian Christian Bale, like when he does Batman, he does. You know, I'm Batman. You know, it's really deep. And then when you're talking about, yeah, it's exactly. But then, but then when um, Michael Keaton was or Bruce Wayne was speaking as Batman, he sounded the exact same way that he did as I was like, "How, Vicky? Hello." He was a little more growly, but yeah, it was not much. It wasn't like Christian. Like I, there was this one scene. I was like. Well, that's Bruce Wayne's voice. I mean, well, yeah, but you're also coming at it from you're looking at it from post Christian Bale too, where he disguised his voice more. Now, if you look at it post Adam West, he really didn't lower oh, his yeah, voice. Was well, it the exact same guy? <laughs> yeah. So, so Michael Keaton started the change, maybe yeah. a little bit, but you yeah. kind of figured, but it wasn't noticeable as nearly as noticeable as uh, Mister Cough Drops himself. <laughs> Um, so he just I, wants to get to Santa Fe, Paul. So, uh, I like what you did there. <laughs> I, I have some more, but uh, that—that's. I don't want to pile on the screaming right okay. now. No worries, uh, Paul. Let's go back to you. Let's go back to them. I. I thought the the actors who played like the mayor I, and like Billy D. Williams, I thought they were okay at best. It was disappointing to have Lando Calrissian on the screen and then just not have anything really done with them. Right, yeah. no swag factor. It's like, why did they have him? Well, I, I, yeah. I agree. So, and they were hoping, well, Tim Burton said in the commentary that he was hoping to do something with him in the sequel, so it was great to get him in at the beginning here, but that hmm. didn't pan out. So, um, but I thought the the mayor was blah. I thought Commissioner Gordon did a fine job, but anything that stood out, like, I liked the, I thought, uh, what's his name later in the Christian Bale movies? What's his name? Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah. I thought he did a, be- a much better Commissioner Gordon, and uh, oh, I think actually yeah. Batman the Animated Series really gets Commissioner Gordon the best, but um, I was disappointed some of their minor characters. Mm, that's fair. I could I could see that. But oh so you mentioned the mayor. Oh my gosh, I got so frustrated. The stupid mayor and his I need my celebration to go on. I'm like, dude, fix the whole like shopping nightmare of Gotham. Stop with your oh I need my two hundredth of festival to go on at no cost. I'm like, oh my gosh, shut up, dude. Shut you sound up like the mayor the, of uh Impeach. Impeach of you sound like the mayor of Powerpuff Girl oh instead of the mayor of, of Gotham City there. I I never I've only seen like one Powerpuff Girl so I don't recall it. He's yeah, I've only seen a few too. Yeah. 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 Anyway, 
size picking backing off yours with that. That would have been a much better mayor, by the way. At least you'd have more personality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were all kind of stiffs. Like when they yeah. would have those microphone things and it would be the district attorney or whoever that other guy was with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they were just kind of stiff as a board. And yeah. Yeah. and I think part of it wasn't their fault. It just wasn't written very well mm-hmm. yeah. for their characters. And maybe it would have taken too much time. I, I, I don't... I think Billy D. Williams, maybe I'm being overly defensive for him, probably did what they told him because I don't know. They could have made him a very a much more interesting character. I think. Well, so I, I'll circle back real quick. I do want to say in my some of my research, I found out that Billy D. Williams signed up to be Harvey Dent because he was promised to be Two Face later on, and I think maybe that's what Paul was alluding to before. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. would have been really interesting. But it turns out. Um, Warner Brothers, when it came to Batman Forever, bought Billy D. Williams out of the con- out of his contract huh. because they really wanted Tommy Lee Jones for some reason. Who, who was decent? Yeah, he was fine, but I think it would have been cool to see Billy D. Williams as Two Face. Yeah, and that's why Tim Burton cast him because he wanted he thought that would be a great take on the whole. Uh, you know, split personalities and have like black versus white kind of thing. To oh, they're going to go. Oh, yeah. Huh. So anyway. Um, oh, yeah. but so I want to circle back. So did you feel like the writing overall, like how did you feel about the writing overall, Bill? Was it something you didn't like so much or? I I did not like um, the writing for the romance with Bruce Wayne and Mm -hmm. Kim Basinger. It just did not feel, it felt like I was watching an eighties, like romantic comedy or Mm. something. Mm -hmm. And somebody mentioned before, like there were peaks and valleys with the music. Some Mm -hmm. of the scene, like when they first meet the music, all of a sudden is like, we're back in the, you know, not Prince eighties, but like some other (laughs) eighties, I wish I had it on, you know, I could just press the button right yeah. now because I was like, what happened in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about where they meet at, at uh, Bruce Wayne's party? Yeah. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> what the what? I, I, I want to replay that. I, I still have the movie <laughs> I got from the library, but goodness, it just, it just, it, it felt like, um not pretty in pink, but like something like the early eighties. Yeah, just early eighties. And I was yeah. like, you know, that whole Batman like it for for at least ten, fifteen minutes I kinda lost the feel of the movie. And then oh, interesting. Huh. So so for me, I, I know they're trying to introduce them to each other and have an interest, but I didn't get the chemistry. Either. Yeah. That that didn't get and I don't think Kim Bassinger's a bad actress. I just Yeah, well, I think expl- part of it's writing. Let me explain it to you. She's into him for the money, and he's into her for the looks. And that doesn't come out on the paper. That's they're just there on the screen. So that's that's all there is to their relationship, is what you're saying? Yes, it's all superficial. That's why it, it comes out like that. Ah, okay. Um, speaking of the writing, something I didn't like so was even as an adult, I was it was hard for me to follow what was happening, especially at the beginning between Grissom and Jack and Eckhart or Jack, Jack being the Joker and Eckhart and the mayor and Harvey Dent, all these characters. And there seemed to be these internal politics and that's what it was. Yeah. But I mean, as a kid, I didn't get any of that as an adult. I kind of tracked with it. I, I, and because I've seen it multiple times, I kind of knew what was happening, 
But I felt like it was just, I don't know if it, it was mostly just the writing or I guess it was probably just the writing or how they edited it or something, but it just seemed it very technical. disjointed and not very, didn't flow very well for me. I thought it flowed fine All right. as an adult. You're entitled to your opinion, Paul. I mean, that whole setup where, you know, uh, Jack is uh, messing around with his boss's girl. So this boss. That's like one of the parts that I get that. Okay, well, that's tied so that, you know, sets him up to be found by Eckhart. And Eckhart is supposed to take him away to get basically he's going to get rid of Jack one way or the other, quote unquote. And and then uh, but. The commissioner knows that Eckhart is a dirty cop because he's taken bribes from Carl Grissom. Why am I explaining this? <laughs> you all know this, so because you're 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 actually proving my point that it's a bit too convoluted. It is all convoluted. of this at the very beginning. Yeah. Okay. Can you draw a flow chart on? <laughs> yeah, you? definitely. You need one to understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but uh, Paul, maybe you have something else you don't like. What would the reason that be? why I thought Bob the Goon was so or why oh, I thought Bob go. the Goon was so boring is because he's kind of he's the Joker's kind of like right hand man, uh-huh. kind of like his lower. And who do you have for Bruce Wayne's kind of like I know he's not his right hand man, but kind of like on the opposite side, you have like the good guys and the bad guys. Um, so kind of like Alfred? the lower one. No, I was thinking of um, the Butler. No, that's what Alfred Knox? is. Uh, yeah, Knox. Uh, Knox is fun. He's making the jokes, you know. Uh, I didn't think they're they're like complete opposites, but I thought one was more engaging, the other one was more boring. In comparison. Uh, okay, I see that. So um, that's I think that's what made Bob the Goon even more boring for me, I, just to get since we were t- discussing it before. Yeah, I, I, hopefully to just put a uh, cap on that. I wonder if. If Bob was more engaging, it would have stolen something from the Joker. Maybe not, but I'm curious if that was the case. Would have been. I don't. I think it would have just improved things. Yeah, that could be. Because, like in other, um, was the that girl Jester in the later Harley Quinn? Yeah, Harley Quinn. No, she wasn't created yet. Oh, really? I didn't realize yeah. she was a later. She was creation. created in the Batman animated series. Really? And she's been a holdover since... That's yeah. cool. I had no yeah. idea. Okay. Because she's got a lot more personality. Like- Definitely. Let's talk about the Joker. This has been a source of um, debate. Do you think he should have had the... Uh, the- Prosthetics? The prosthetics to have him have a constant smile? Or do you think Jack Nicholson w- would have had a better performance without it? I think it... I think it actually makes sense since he had like he got bullet bullet grazing to the face and who knows what else that and the the plastic surgeon was trying to do something. I imagine he got it to one side, the plastic surgeon did something to make that side, then he was trying to make it symmetrical. That's why he gets that big smile. So I think from a from the movie perspective it makes sense and I don't I don't think it's bad. I think that follows with that character. I was a little confused in the one part where he meets all the bosses, uh-huh. yeah. and and his face. What did he do to his face exactly? Because he it put makeup diff- on it. So that was so it was, the surgery had happened. That smile mm-hmm. was there still. It was just under that exactly. because um, okay. Because apparently the chemicals bleached his skin white, which yeah, this is something I didn't like. 
sorry to take it away again, but I felt like it looked like a bad makeup job when he had the white makeup on. It didn't look like his skin was bleached. It just looked like bad white makeup as opposed to when he had his, his just obviously his normal color. It looked just like his normal skin, which I, I feel See, I to wish me, it, I, it looked like he had more makeup on in the nor quote unquote peach skin. Oh, okay. Well, he he looked like movie maked up, like you we would make up anyone, but he didn't look. It didn't look like makeup, I guess, for me. Oh, I've had the opposite. Oh, okay. Well, you're wrong, but okay. All right. <laughs> My opinion is neither wrong nor right. It's just okay. Maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> just the fact. You heard it here, folks. Paul's opinion is no longer right. Maybe. Maybe. Sorry to hear that, Paul. <laughs> fine it's just it an opinion right for a really long time it it can change on a dime so well, anybody anyone got a dime no let's go back to uh bill so. what was something else you didn't like one scene that i really disliked um was when batman was trying to tell her who he was you didn't like that right really. that's like one of it. my favorites okay i'm batman i'm batman and when he mouths that that's like classic the thing I disliked about it is why did the Joker just go away? Like it. Oh, that part of it. Not that, so much the conversation. The conversation between. wasn't my favorite, but I, I, you know, I, I, I can imagine it's not easy trying to tell somebody your secret identity, and it, it was kind of good give and take. Mm-hmm. But Joker comes in there, shoots him. But then why doesn't he take Vicky away? That I never really got that either. It seems like, like if he uh, wants her so bad, he, he would have just taken her. Like, he doesn't care if somebody, like the police, come. Uh, Paul? The, no, any, that, maybe that's why he insight? left. Oh, that could be, I suppose. Um, there's a couple things. He left her a gift and basically yeah. saying, you know, like, um, I'll be in touch kind of a thing. What, there's uh, there's lore that um, that scene wasn't originally in the first script, but oh. Michael Keaton wanted to act opposite Jack Nicholson without the Batman make without the cowl and everything. Oh, on. okay. And that's their only scene together. That's I don't know how true that is. Mm-hmm. Like that's why that scene was thrown together. Okay. But um, there, there's speculation behind that. Huh. Interesting. Could I ask a question? When does when you read the context of what happened in the movie, does that influence how you see the movie? Well, for me, I can't speak for Paul, but for me, it doesn't because I actually do all of that research after I've already watched the movie and done my notes. Oh, so you do it post. Okay. Yeah, I, I do my best to be as untainted to the movie as possible. Is that same for you, Paul? No, um, I would say it definitely influences me. Now, when I first saw it, I didn't know any any of the like history. Like uh, Kim Basinger wasn't their first choice, and Who was things their like first that. Choice? Um, the girl Michelle from, Pfeiffer, I thought. No, no, it's um, the from Vase Ventura, the lady detective Courtney Cox. No, the detective, the the police. She was on Blade Runner. <laughs> Oh, uh, Daryl Hannah. Not Daryl. That's... Oh, uh, that's the, I'm yeah. trying to troll you some more, Paul, but I can't think of any actress name. So, Sean Young? Yes. yes. And, and I'm Thank sorry you. I interrupted, Paul. You were no, no, no. That's fine. So, when you're looking at, at that, you're like, okay, I think she did a good job considering she was flown in. Like, they had to pick an actress who was, like, available next day. 
like that day to ready to go, ready to act. Schedule. Oh, interesting. Okay. So and and considering she's a blonde and Sean Young isn't, it, it, which also lines up with the comics a little more. You know that kind of thing helps. Mm-hmm. So it, it definitely influences whether, or at least me, in, okay. in little ways. That's fair. I, I was asking that just because I, I started wondering, like, maybe I would have seen the scene differently if I knew, you know, that beforehand. Because I haven't been doing that for the three podcasts sure, I've been yeah. on. Um, Good. I prefer I, that. I, I would hate that scene between Michael Keaton, the three of the main stars right there in Vicky Vale's uh, apartment. If I had known that that was thrown in there just because the actors wanted to work together, I wouldn't like that scene even less. But I do like it. Because of the struggles between Bruce and Vicky and how mm-hmm. he's trying to to say something but he can't. And then I like how the Joker comes in and is is taunting Bruce, like, oh, another rooster in the hen house, those kind of confrontations. Mm-hmm. I thought it's fun. I so yeah, if I think that, oh, that was just thrown in there, then it taints the scene for me. I like so I don't want that to taint. I, you know, I want to like this movie, so yeah. I kind of push that out of my. <laughs> you know, like, I hope that's not true. Kind of. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just it just didn't seem like a real strong scene I, to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't I didn't like that. But the main thing was just not. I guess it makes sense leaving the gift. It just seemed abrupt when he left. I was like, "What happened? Why? Yeah. Why? Why need you know take her? Yeah." Yeah. yeah. Basically that's what he's been trying to do up to now and then he didn't there. But yeah. But yeah, he did have the gift. Yeah. Well guys, let's go ahead and close out our hate whoa, section. Whoa, whoa, I have lots of other things I didn't like about this movie. All right, then can you rapid fire please? Yeah. I didn't like the line uh, the whole idea that uh Jack Palance's character set up Jack Nicholson's character over a woman and how uh, Jack Nicholson got upset at like, oh, it's uh, oh, this is all over a woman, and it kind of really downplays women like they're like really nothing, oh. like they're not something to be set up or fought over. I mean, huh? Who was it? Like Helen of Troy is like the, the someone who whose whose beauty sent a thousand ships across, you know, just for war. It's like women supposedly. are supposedly, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, women are worth fighting. Some women are, you know, and yes. I just happen to be lucky enough to be married to one. Aww. But some women are definitely worth fighting for and setting up for and, and and you know, not just like, oh, they're just nothing. So yeah. that bothered me. I never thought about that, but that's an excellent point, Paul. Thank you for for putting that uh, out there. I also didn't like that that line, he's at home washing his tights, because it refers back to the 1966 Batman who wore tights. This Batman didn't wear tights, so where does that line come from? How do you know he doesn't? How do you because know? it's all body armor. But you don't How do you know, know what he, he wears does? under it. It's black. How do you know he does wear we tights? Well, that's only funny if you think of Batman <laughs> wearing tights, which is in the previous version. So it doesn't fit in this movie. All right. So I didn't like that line. Um <laughs> One shot takes down the Batwing. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, with that gun. Yeah. Yes. And why didn't he? Why didn't he get any shots on Jack? Was did he have yeah. a shield on him or something? Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. What the heck was going on? Yeah. 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 Or, or was there some magnet thing with that gun? So I mean, <laughs> I mean, Batman had perfect aim with know, all everything right? else. 
was right. he afraid? Was it because of the whole background thing that he killed his dad? He can't shoot him. Well, no, I, I <laughs> will. So I want. I was wondering this too. I wonder if it's like he purposely missed because he he's Batman trying not to kill people, but no. then he killed a bunch of people at the chemical plant when he blew stuff blew it all up. At so. least it's implied, unless yeah. you carefully yeah. timed it so they only fried their hair nope. or something in the blast. Yeah. Tried to shoot him. It's just his guns didn't come to a single point like the bullets. It well, just, then he needs to work on his right targeting computer. Bullets. Maybe yeah. talk to Alice. Get that targeting computer. Maybe that out. wing isn't such a great one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's talk like that. The that technology. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, but so then that didn't... really big gun, it was like, it just looked like it shot a bullet. It didn't look like it shot like a bazooka yeah. kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, right. I exactly. I, I thought when he carried it out, okay, he's going to shoot something really huge or joker. And it just was a bullet. And then, yeah, the wing went down. I was like, dang, need to work on the defense. for Yeah, the it's kind of like... Almost like Tim Burton levels, like silliness, like just sort of yeah. very like. I'm trying to think of the word. Anyway, yeah, took anyway. me out of the movie. Okay, and then that was accidentally my um my tragic maker that okay. took me out of the movie more than any. But I have another thing. Okay, it's and that's one um, more thing. What do you think of um uh, um Alfred bringing Vicky Vale into the Batcave? I felt like it wasn't his place to do that. Yeah. That's been like major heat debate. Like, how could you do that? Alfred should be fired. Betrayal. Yeah. Or do you think, but actually watching it this time, I thought it fit with the two characters, Vicky and Bruce's story. She was trying to get in and Alfred knew that and he was looking after them and thought, you know, this would be good. It seems so ludicrous that she, that he would bring her in, though, to give up the identity that I thought I kept trying to convince myself. Well, maybe he thinks that she won't get it, even though there's all those bats. <laughs> 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 like, 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 oh, he just likes bats. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, Never mind, he drugged her and brought her here before. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. Oh, I was wow. like, I was like, no, game over. Now, now she knows. Yeah. So. But, but I think Alfred is old enough and wise enough to know that she and well, she would be okay with it. But Bruce would take some time to get over. But. Yeah, but shows how much he knew. I mean, look at Batman Returns. She's not even yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, Alfred. All right, so that was the, uh, was that all your uh, your full clip there? Yeah, that's my. I'm empty now. All your bullets and missiles gone, to yeah. no avail. All right, um, Bill, what was your most hated thing about Batman? Her her screaming. Okay. <laughs> Gosh, I couldn't I couldn't stand that. That's and that might be more my deal, honestly, because I have trouble with high pitched stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So I granted maybe everybody else loved her screaming, but I couldn't stand it. And and her her speaking voice is fine. Mm-hmm. It just just for some reason the scream and I realize the script dictated it, but for some reason it just really bothered me. Yeah. I'm gonna stop talking. Okay. <laughs> uh and I will start talking with my most hated thing. And I kind of touched on it a little bit. I thought so I felt like this movie was trying too much to split the difference between 
uh, Batman the Detective and Batman the Crime Smasher, just like action Batman. He's both. He it, he absolutely is both. And I think when you have a long form like serial of a comic, you can show both sides fully. But if you're, I felt like the movie was trying to cram both those in in equal measures, and didn't. And because of that, they didn't really succeed in either, as well as if they had focused on one or the other. I felt like maybe, maybe if they just had worked the script a little bit more, I don't know what it would have taken to accomplish showing because they had lots of like detective elements of him figuring out the chemicals and him right. looking into the police files of of Jack and all that. And I, I totally got that they're going for oh, this is the world's greatest detective, but it didn't. For whatever reason, just I think it convoluted this story more than it it showed him as the great detective. And then it it sort of they had some great action scenes, but they weren't very much, and it just happened every so often. I don't know. I I felt like they did a disservice to the Batman character to not just focus a lot more on one. I, I felt like it was a maybe a fifty one forty nine split, and it should have been like a seventy thirty split. And this is your tragic maker that it was evenly balanced? No, that <laughs> is my tragic maker that the balance they were trying to set was a disservice to the movie because it it made it convoluted and it didn't keep up the pace. Like I felt like they had to stop and start with the whole pace of the movie because they were trying to service him being a detective and also him being an action hero. Actually, that's more my tragic maker is the pace. Oh, really? Yeah. Is uh, honestly, I saw that I I fell asleep last night, and uh, Christy, my to, wife, fell asleep also. <laughs> she I had. To, I don't know if it's because I've seen it so much in the past that mm. I was used to it, but I thought a lot of scenes, at least for someone watching it today, I thought there were many parts that lacked or was boring and maybe mm-hmm. that's just how the pacing of the movie went as compared to today's version yeah back then i loved it i thought it was fine i thought it was great but oh sure yeah i i i was disengaged mm-hmm. for some reason i don't know why all right guys well alice please don't disengage now that you have all our targeting information into the firing computer will you please give us a firing solution for Batman. No. <laughs> okay. Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Bill, let's start with you. Do you consider Batman, the 1989 version, a classic? You would share. You would recommend it to anyone whether they've seen it before or not? A nostalgic, you'd only recommend it to people who've seen it before. Or a tragic, you would not recommend it to anyone. Go see the Christopher Nolan versions. Huh, that definition. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't have to see the Christopher Nolan No, just if, like, if someone came up to him, hey, Bill, should I see Batman from 1989? Or and Batman if you, from it, 1966? Uh, well, which one? Okay, fine. Or maybe should I should Disre- watch any of the cartoons just, that come out? Just disregard that. Just or maybe bi- the Ben Affleck <laughs> version. <laughs> Why does it have to be the... Maybe I like the Super Friends version. Uh, anyway. Ta- anyway, Bill. Or maybe I like the Arkham Asylum version in the video games. Come on, Oh, there we go. That's (laughs) Batman right there. I had put nostalgic. Nostalgic, okay. And 
Is there a butt in there? But it there is a butt because oh, okay. I I wanted to put classic. Oh okay. Honestly, the screaming took it down to nostalgic for me. Mm. I I would say classic, but like if like because the definition of classic is would you recommend it to people? I'd recommend people to see it, but I I might give them a spoiler that there you might have to put your hands over your ears <laughs> for certain parts. But um. Yeah. So is that a classic or a nostalgic? You see, that's what I'm struggling with because I wrote nostalgic. Okay. You can change because your mind. Yeah, you can change your it's mind. Not that's too fine. Late. I'm going to say classic because it's more of the definition of classic. I would recommend it. Okay. Even to someone who hadn't seen, seen it before. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely of the first group that came out before the prequels. I mean, I haven't seen those other, I've seen little bits of it. I mean, Batman and Rob. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if you've done a. <laughs> podcast on that yet, one no. probably maybe good to not ever do one <laughs> maybe, <but> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> unless you have like a bad movie podcast so no offense just, to everybody who loves batman robin which is about two people just to just to clarify you've been saying prequels most of the night you just mean the reboot of batman re- Begins. Re- sorry Dark reboot night. do i have to have a computer voice when i say that no, you uh, are the reboot guy. Yeah, so. you're the rebooter. So yeah, sorry, the reboot, not okay. prequel or it's not Star Wars where it's actual prequels. Okay, reboot. Sorry, yeah, yeah. but it That's is fine. it is taking place though earlier in his life, isn't it? No, it's 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 a reboot. So it, it starts the first er, earlier, and then it goes into just his the, about the same just, present. Just yeah, because that's right. Joker comes actors. around again. That's true. Yeah. I guess the only the first one was. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll say classic. Okay. Classic from Bill. Paul, to you, please. I almost said nostalgic because it, it is so boring. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I did wind up saying classic oh, because really? of such of the cultural impact I'm and surprised. because okay. the, uh, some of the, you know the good parts are good mm-hmm. in okay. my opinion that is i i respect your opinion though now, i disagree with it because yeah. i rated it nostalgic yeah. i thought it was certainly good in its day and i i can enjoy it now since i enjoyed it then but i would certainly not recommend this over other Batmans that you could see that are more recent. Um, so with that, the Retro Rewind podcast rates Batman 1989 version a disputed classic movie. We would recommend you see this, whether you've seen it before or not. All righty, else. Disputedly. Let's get back to our own time and engage NewTube. NewTube systems engaged. This is part of the show where we talk about what's new on our tubes or our radios or our iPods or our books or what have you. Let's begin with Bill. What is new on your tube? Um, one movie I enjoyed a lot recently, although it wasn't at the theater, it was on at home, was Boyhood. I don't know if either oh, of you have seen that. I haven't. I, oh, it's I'm on very right to see interested to hear by it, though. Did you like it? Very much so. Um, it's The general synopsis is that you have... Um, the director, Linkletter, I think is his name, mm-hmm. um, followed these people over, I think, about 15 years. Uh-huh. And it just makes for a very rich story. It's one, one thing that's nice is there's a lot less, at least for me, is a lot less of the Hollywood easy fixes in, in movie, in dramas. Mm-hmm. 
um, there's a lot of things that don't get resolved. Oh wow! Okay. And but it makes for for a pretty interesting story. The dialogue's really good. They go through a lot of intense stuff. Recommend it very so much. Is and it's a three-hour movie. Also, it's a three-hour oh, plus. I think. Thank it's you a long, for the warning there. Yeah. So definitely a lot time if you if you like to see it. Okay. And it's not a documentary though, right? Correct. No. Okay, but but it is they do follow these actors over 15 years essentially of their real time life. And I think the daughter is either his daughter or a granddaughter or something, but oh, cool. he, she's okay. related to him. The director. Yes. Okay. Wow. But it, I, I thought it was very well done and very, very good movie. Awesome. All right. Not one necessarily that kids would like it, but maybe older kids. Sure. Sure. Okay, so it's cool. not for people in their boyhood, <laughs> their childhood. No. Like when, the, maybe the very start of the movie, yeah, but exactly. it, it's definitely more of a grown-up movie. All right, Paul, let's go to you. Um, since Boyhood is uh, nominated for Oscars, I also have an Oscar-nominated film on my new tube, and that was Birdman. Oh, okay. Michael Keaton. Very the apropos. Most recent Michael Keaton, yes. And I thought it was a good... Uh, very well acted, and there are some funny kind of digs at the entertainment world. And so it, it's, it's, I thought it was very well done. There are some very good parts in it, but I can't recommend it for everyone. It is a, a rated R for a reason. They deal with some themes that are more mature. Do they so, have a lot of swearing in it, Paul? I feel like I, I saw that in sort of the why it's rated R thing. Um, I don't recall. There probably are some swear words. I don't know if there's a lot that may be subjective. Okay, but it wasn't like F word every other word or something like that. Not that I recall. Okay. But that doesn't mean that they didn't... <laughs> doesn't mean it wasn't there. there. That doesn't mean that it's not peppered with it here and there. Going you know back I mean? to Batman, I was surprised to hear as many S words as there were. I did not lot remember of, lot that. A lot at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Then it sort of died off, but... Anyway. Well, it's rated PG thirteen. Well, that's a good point. I'm not. I'm not like saying how dare they. I was just surprised. Um, I'm Birdman. <laughs> so you like Birdman, though, Paul? I would recommend it if you like acting. Like if you want to see great examples of good acting, this is a movie to watch. Okay. And, wow. And I thought Michael Keaton, you know, right so, so deserves the. I don't. I'm not think. I don't think he's going to win, but I think. You know him. The people that got nominated deserve their nomination. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I'd like to say that it sounds good. It's 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 a dark comedy, so it's mm -hmm. a dramedy. No, is what they call it. Yeah. Is Edward Norton in that too? Yeah, he does a good. Uh, yeah, Hulk smash. Almost no. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool, Paul. Uh, for Go me. On. I so mine is not so much a recommendation, but it's all I could really think of. Uh, a, a little while ago now, Christy and I went and saw Into the Woods. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I can see why people like that movie. It is not a Francisco movie. I just... I recommend I people stay away, honestly. Oh, oh, you you would agree with me that it's like... Oh, so you agree with me that people should not go into the woods. <laughs> I didn't quite mean literally. I just meant the movie. Um, right. Is that the fairy tale movie? Yeah, it yeah. essentially combines a bunch of different fairy tales into one movie. And they do it well, but I just I I just didn't care for it. All right, guys. So we have Bill recommends you go see Boyhood. 
Uh, Paul recommends you go see Birdman, and I recommend you maybe you can see Into the Woods. I don't recommend it though. So if you find you like the movies I like, probably not go see it. Into the Woods has good singing. I just didn't like the moral aspect. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, or yeah. the demoral aspect of it. If you would like to see Francisco protesting Into the Woods. <sighs> I'm not. I don't care the, that much. <laughs> leave contact. <laughs> but you know what I do care about? I care about your guys' feedback. So let's get to that. Alice, bring up the commsats. Now, see it now. Receiving incoming transmission. So we have a little bit of feedback, um, mainly regarding our Mighty Ducks episode, which you can go back to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 56 for that one. Quack, quack, quack. Quack, quack, quack. The ducks. The ducks indeed. All right. So uh, a few of these came, a few of these were after we had posted the episode. Andy Layton said, one of my favorite movie series. We'll have to listen tonight. Listen to the podcast. So uh, let us know if you enjoyed the podcast, Andy. Uh, Shane Nichols, uh, I'm sorry, Shane Nicholas said, uh, just rewatched all of these over the summer, all of these being all the Maya Ducks movies. Uh, I thought they held up pretty well. So I think you probably agreed with our final rating there, Shane. And then uh, Sean McLean said, as a Canadian, it's nice to see a hockey movie. But also as a Canadian, I shake my head at the Flying V knowing how easy that would be to destroy. Yeah. And, well, that's for the sequel. And I had no idea. I was totally like, my blissful ignorance was destroyed by that. I, I think I commented back because I, I thought the Flying V was like, you, couldn't, you can't stop that really. And just like the, the Karai Kid, speaking of past Bill episodes, uh, or the Karai Kid, you know. Reboot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you thought it was uh, the crane kick was un- can't be stopped, but apparently it, it can be. Yeah, just watch any sequel. They stop whatever was (laughs) done in the first one. Good point. Uh, So thank you guys so much for that feedback. And now uh, here's, let's talk about how you can get in touch with us if you're so inclined. Uh, Bill, would you like uh, people to still just, uh, would you like them to email you your email? Email is fine. Okay. And what is that again, please? Tuner1000BL at gmail.com. Awesome. And thank you so much for coming back to the show. I'm glad we haven't scared you off. Sure, Mr. Reboot is in the house. (laughs) (laughs) And Paul, how can people get in touch with you? Do you have a one-stop shop somewhere? Yeah, online. It's a virtual stop at www. Notice there's three W's in there Oh, three, okay. They added another one because they ran out. And uh, at pauljpowers.com. Very cool. And, oh, I forgot to ask, Bill, did you have... and or Paul, do you have anything you guys want to promote? Like, I, I don't know what it would be. Go but. see the Michael Keaton Batman movie. Okay, <laughs> I recommend it. Like any projects you want, like personal projects you'd like to promote or anything like that. It's okay to say no, Bill. If you don't, my son just got his blue belt in karate. Wow! So congratulations. Promote that and um, promote. He's in Young Champions Karate, which is big in the. Hillsborough area and wow. Oregon area. So that's so awesome. If any listeners of this podcast are thinking about a good place to start their kids for Karate Young Champions, has been a good program. Awesome. Thank you for that recommendation. You're welcome. Good to know. And uh, so thank you, 
Bill. Thank you, Paul, as always, for being on the show. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm on Twitter, at FXRUIZX. Also want to say, I double-checked my... Uh, so I'm going to load it up here. Uh, a few episodes back, I had recommended Heroes of the Storm, and I gave my wrong my wrong uh, user tag in case you want to <gasps> find me on Heroes of the Storm oh, and we could play some uh, some Battlegrounds together. My actual gamer tag is FXRUIZX, just like my Twitter handle. And uh, my actual ID number is uh, 1704. So in case there's multiple FXRUIZXs, I'm the 1704 one. So definitely friend me and let's play some Heroes of the Storm. Not to be confused with the 8881, that guy was promised. <sighs> exactly, geez, that guy. Horrible. Can't lane for squat. Yeah. I'm not talking about myself. I don't know what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for being on Thanks, the show. Thanks, Francisco. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Paul, All right, will yeah. you please uh, tell us where we're going to rewind back to next time? Next time we're rewinding back to... Twitter. I guess we're going to talk about Twitter next time. So we only have but, 140 minutes to do that in, right? Or 140 characters. <sighs> trying to make it applicable, but okay. Yeah, but and I, I guess I, I don't know how. Pretty we're, funny. That was I, good I, one. It wasn't more than 15 years ago, but anyway, we'll see what happens. But what? until then, we'd love to. Well, what year share, was it for? Huh? What year was? I don't know when Twitter came out. Oh, it's Twister, Paul. Twister. Oh, the movie with Bill Paxton, and that's nineteen ninety six. Game that over. That makes a man. lot more sense. Game over. All right. All right. Until then, we aliens. No. Until then, we would love. If I'm you... evil, Lint. Okay. You know what? Just go to retrorewindpodcast.com and click on as many buttons as you can to break the sites and take Francisco down. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> it does have the same guy from Aliens, Twister. Yes, exactly. Um, most of all, I, I know I thanked you guys, but I want to thank our listeners most of all. I, we appreciate you guys so much for consistently downloading the show, subscribing, listening, whether you're doing chores, whether you're washing dishes, going to work, however you listen to the show. It's awesome to have you as a listener. Um, and having a fight with the Joker on the bell tower. Yeah, you know, the podcast exactly. Or if you're washing your tights, you know, yeah, that could be a reason too. Um, especially thank you if you find value in the show and want to support us via Patreon, like uh, Brian Keating, thank you, Jake Arsenu, thank you, and Andrew Lagrieve, thank you. Um, and another awesome way to support the show is to share it with your friends. Or write us a, re- a review on iTunes. That's another awesome way to support the show. And like Bye. a Pokemon, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Do the Mario. Do the- <laughs> <laughs> I know that doesn't make sense. I was dancing to the music and it kind of reminded me of the old TV show, which was about that same time this came out, right? Pretty much. Yeah. But if you got to go, go with a smile. Stop. That works. <laughs> 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 <laughs>